At Zenni, you get the same quality frame and lens options that you'd get from an optician for one-tenth of the price, including blue blockers, progressives, prescription sunglasses, and more. The best part? Try on any frame, anywhere, with our 3D virtual try-on. Zenni.com. Eyewear for everyone. Hello. What's up? It's Aiden Taco Jones here. You're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the 8th of January, 2019. 2019. I'm getting used to that. You know, when you like, do, I wonder if other people write down the date, like the year as much as me. Do people do that like in their jobs? Because it's always for the first month of the year that I, you know, you like write last year. You, you just, you like used to, I'm like used to writing 2018, so I'll just write 2018 and then cross it out and write 19. But does everyone, like, am I in a unique position where I'm writing the date a lot because I keep little journals of my life? Or does everyone do that? I remember in school that was a thing, but in my mind, maybe some people after school just, they don't live lives where they're writing the date a lot. But then I don't have a very good idea of what jobs people do. Do you know what I mean? No, surely everyone's writing the date. Surely everyone knows what date it is. What job would there be where you don't write the date? If you're a doctor, you are. If you're a lawyer, <laughs> I'm just going to go through every job. If you're a case file lawyer, if you're a prosecution's lawyer, if you're a defense lawyer, if you're a judge, if you're having sex with a judge, if you're a judge's dad, uh, <laughs> all those ones do. I'm thinking people in offices. Like if you work in a bank, are you writing the dates? Yeah, you are, because you've got to write down how much money's in the bank every day. <laughs> Don't, isn't that one person's job? To just go around to different banks and go, how much money you got today? 200. Cool. <laughs> and he writes it down. <laughs> he just has one piece of paper. No clipboard. <laughs> he just folds it up, puts it back in his pocket and walks to the next bank. It's like, to, not even like one, it's not like the Commonwealth Bank and ANZ and all those have a, it's just one guy does it for the whole city and he just walks around. <laughs> How much you got? ANZ, 152. Oh, Commonwealth got more than you guys. Shit. You need to get more money because Commonwealth are winning. <laughs> it's like taunts them. Don't go to ANZ, man. Commonwealth got more. Go there. Might got more money. Probably do more things with it. 200 versus 152. All the banks are just lying to him as well. They've got way more money than that. <laughs> they all got together one day and were like, do you want to just... This guy, man. Why is he fucking writing down how much money we have? Let's just... We'll just can we just lie to him? Let's just agree a figure and just stick to that figure forever. And the guy keeps coming around. You guys have been on 152 for like 10 years, man. You need to get some more money in your bank. <laughs> anyway, that guy's always writing down the date, isn't he? <sighs> well, that was fun. <laughs> so, it's 2019. I started keeping a um started keeping a little journal of my year. Uh, Blake gave me the idea because um, our neighbour, who's the greatest, she gave us a bunch of uh, presents for Christmas. And uh, I guess because she knows that we're comedians, she gave us one of the things was uh, a notebook each and a uh, and a, a diary for 2019 each. And I was thinking, I don't know what I'm going to use a diary for because I'm not like, you know, I use obviously fucking Google calendars to put my like dates and shit because that's just I have a little system it's like red 
I've used it for years. I've had my system for a long time. I'm not changing it just because someone made a nice gesture. It's like, it's like red squares are like gigs. I used to do faded red for gigs that I wasn't performing at, but that I was going to. And then I started performing every night of the week. And I was like, I'm not going to plan to fucking go like a little outing, you know? Um, I used to do that. I was like, I'm going to go watch it this gig. So it'd be faded red because it's still something to do with comedy, but it's not full red because I'm not performing. Um, then like, that's pretty much my system actually. Then I use other colors for things, but I always forget what they're for. Like I have like a blue and yellow, uh, like I guess blue is like when I've worked a job, I would do that. So I guess blue is like if I have a meeting with someone or something and then yellow is like a planned social engagement that I need to remember. Like if I've like flaked on someone three times and I and they're like about to terminate our friendship, I need to fucking go to the movies with David. You know, um, can't move that. Don't book a gig. Do not book gig. <laughs> like, have serious chat with mother. <laughs> um, and uh, what's the other ones? I don't know. And then green is like fun. And black is racist. <laughs> I've got a racist engagement in my calendar. <laughs> Scream from rooftop, 1pm. <laughs> I don't even think they have black in Google Calendar, to be honest, which is like, I was about to say that's good, but I mean like, this is interesting, isn't it? I remember when I was in like year four or five, my teacher, Mrs. Wilson, who was like probably the first great teacher I had in my life, um, talked about how, because uh, she used to she used to talk about like uh, the different, oh, she had like different styles of learning put up around the classroom and they each had a color for them. And, uh, and the one for black was like, I can't remember what it was, or like different character styles or something, whatever they were, there were different things and there were like seven different ones. They all had a different color. And then the black one was, uh, was negative. Was like, like, uh, it was something negative. It was like, maybe if you learn in a negative way or it was like negative character traits or whatever it was. And, uh, she had like learned this when she was a young teacher or something, something, something. And then, uh, she told us a story one day about how she went out into like rural communities. She used to teach really far up in North of South Australia, like near Alice Springs in these, um, like mostly Aboriginal, like indigenous communities. And, uh, feel me tighten up when I start talking about that. I'm like, I don't, don't, don't put a foot wrong. These are mostly Aboriginal, uh, 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 these are communities of, uh, people, <laughs> I get so fucking scared when I'm talking about, just, you know, anyone marginalized. Um, she went up and taught in these indigenous communities and she told us a story when we were, I was like nine, ten years old about how these indigenous kids were looking at these, this like board of different colors for different things. And they saw the black one and it was negative And they were like, why did... Why is the black one negative? Because that's like, uh, like we're black. Does that mean we are bad? And she was like, you know what? No, that's not like that. So she changed it from black to purple, I think, um, which is racist against, I don't know, grapefruit or whatever, grapes. <laughs> Just like, it, it's interesting telling this story again because I don't reckon I've told this story to anyone ever because it's not, it's a pretty basic thing. But I guess that was her way of explaining racism to us as like nine or ten year old kids. 
it was like a combined year four and five class so we're all either nine or ten years old and looking back now that seems very simplistic but at the time that what a fucking cool thing for a teacher to explain to a bunch of young kids hey maybe don't just associate the color black with negative things because some people's skin is called black and that's just like you know societal bias against those people very fucking cool and um, and that maybe is why Google Calendar doesn't have a black square. Does it not? Actually, maybe I'm making that up. I can't be bothered checking right now. If they do, hey, let's fucking start a petition. We don't want black in your calendar because black associates people of that skin color with negative. No, fucking whatever. My mate the other day, who is a white dude, who Kyle Legacy, white dude, wishes he was black. Uh, I noticed he put an emoji up on Instagram, and it was like a dark-skinned emoji. And I was like, did you fucking change your emojis to be dark-skinned because you want to be LeBron James, you fucking loser? Very telling. Just a window into the dude's psyche. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I started, um, I started keeping this journal every day. Blake gave me the idea because he'd started using it. Fuck, I can't believe I remembered what I was talking about. Crazy. <laughs> um, he told me, he was like, yeah, I just started like every day at the end of the day recapping what I did that day so I can look back and, and remember the thing. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah. One, cool idea. I'm going to start doing that. Two, remembered yesterday when I filled in all the days from like the rest of the year. I just remembered what I did for like those first seven days. I remembered I used to fucking do that. I don't know why I stopped. I used to do that from when I was 14 to 19. I kept a diary every day. I missed like a handful of days in those five years. And it was um, just like a few... Well, I remember the, the first entry when I was 14. It was like, um, this is probably only entry. Uh, and then like, still love this girl. Maybe this girl. Like then it was just like stuff about girls. You know, I was like... This will probably be my only entry into the diary. And then here's the names of four girls that I'm currently in love with. <laughs> I mean, how I've grown, huh? <laughs> haven't, haven't I changed and blossomed into a, a more three-dimensional human being? <laughs> um, and, um, and then the last thing I used to do was uh, because I wanted to be Leonardo da Vinci or I thought I was, either wanted to be, or I probably had notions of myself being that kind of person, like, you know, tortured genius, behind closed doors, just sketching away things that won't be understood for 200 years, you know. Smaller beard, but everything else pretty much the same. Um, I started writing backwards at the bottom of every entry, so I would write, like, the stuff that I'd done, whatever, and then I would write a thing backwards, and... in cursive every day and the stuff that I ended up writing backwards actually was like maybe because it was backwards it ended up being like a little bit more kind of personal and revealing as well I guess because like even after I wrote it even I couldn't read it and definitely someone else couldn't fucking read it um so I started doing that again and that is uh if (laughs) If anyone wants, that's basically like if I'm, uh, that's such an invitation for someone to be like, what does he really think about the world? Come in and try and read my diary and read the backwards parts. That's the blackmail information right there. If anyone wants to extract any of the $120 in my bank account currently, 
Oh, oh, lovely little bit of tea. You know what I did before this podcast today? I waited. I waited and waited. I was like setting up, writing my little notes down. And uh, I waited until the last moment. And then I went and boiled the kettle to get my tea so that it would be at prime, like peak, peak hotness just before I started. Because I know lately I've been doing these longer podcasts and... Um, and I fucking, it just the tea gets cold by the end, you know. I went for a run this morning. How's that? Started running again. Have I started? I've done two this year. I went for one on what's today? Tuesday. I went for one on Thursday, I reckon. Thursday. Um, and I went for one today. I did two laps around the park today. It's probably like seven k's, which is pretty good. Um, and I've been trying to decide which shoes I'm going to take to Perth because I'm going to Perth next. Wednesday, so in fucking eight days time, Jesus, um, going to Perth for the Perth Fringe, very excited, and, uh, I guess this is going to be like a trial, like a little trial for my plan in, um, when I travel like Europe and shit next year, is my plan is I want to travel with only one bag, just a backpack, just carry on, and so this is like, can I do that, is that a feasible idea, um, I think I want to take two pairs of shoes, I want to take my, like, every everyday shoes that I just wear all the time, and then I want to take some shoes for running in, and I tried to run in my Nikes today, but they're, like, more kind of, they're, like, running shoes, I guess, but they're more, like, streetwear kind of Nikes as well, and they weren't supportive enough, and I now have a little blister on my foot, and so I don't think I'm going to run in those shoes anymore because they weren't good enough. But the other shoes that I have are these chunky-ass fucking hiking shoes that I run in sometimes. And it's just like... I mean, that's these are the things you've got to weigh up. Alright, let's do positives and negatives. The Nikes. Positives. Can wear in situations other than running. Um, can play indoor soccer or like, you know, just like soccer, whatever in them. Um, what else? They're newer. Negatives can't really run in them, get blisters, and if that's what I'm taking them for, then they're no good, alright, that's the Nikes, other shoes, they're like, uh, these hiking shoes that I bought from, uh, Decathlon in London, like, three years ago, when I was walking the Camino de Santiago in Spain, I, I bought them, they're like, low-cut things, so they're not big boots, but they still are very chunky, positives, uh, very comfortable to run in, won't get blisters, um, still in very good nick after like three years, um, that's all the positives I can think of, negatives, look shit, not fashionable, <laughs> definitely won't get me any chicks, <laughs> or maybe they would, maybe that'd be a good, like a strong move, walk into a bar wearing hiking shoes, and really just be like, I actually don't care, <laughs> who's good, that'd be, man, that's really giving yourself a big handicap, that's like, like if you, <laughs> if you played Tiger Woods in a golf tournament, the kind of handicap that he would have would be the equivalent of trying to pick up girls in a bar wearing fucking hiking shoes, It's <laughs> the whole time talking, so what do you do, like what's, like, what kind of music are you into and stuff? And the whole time, she's just like, what are you, fu- what is on your feet? Have you just come from a marshland? Are you okay? I'm like, oh, man, I just like to fucking wear what I wear, you know? Comfort over fucking fashion, man. 
what you like to bend to societal whims and you start talking all that like fucking acid talk that's absolutely something that someone who takes too much acid would try and do man i just i really think that wearing these shoes if anything kind of uh it makes sure that i only meet cool people you know because i don't really want to meet people who care about physical appearances i just care about what's on the inside and that's what these shoes say about me whereas like the actual fact is hey man you just didn't have enough room in your luggage for three pairs of shoes so these are the two that you've chosen and the other ones are broken now yeah i got the other shoes i'll be fine i think i'm gonna take the they're just a little bit bigger i think i'm gonna take the hiking shoes but they are bigger that's my only other thought and if i'm honest i don't want to wear them in the airport because i'm actually that concerned about how you dress up for the airport you know people used to go to the airport wearing like suits and shit in the 70s and like not it used to be an event to get dressed up I like to keep a little bit of that. I'm not wearing fucking trackies to the airport. I'm not wearing hiking shoes. There is a, there is like a kind of airport fashion, isn't there? It's where it's like... It, it, it's the kind of... It, people like to be like, Oh, I, I don't care how I look. But like, the people who don't care about their look all seem to not care in the same direction. They all seem to be wearing those weird fisherman pants and like jogging shoes you know, or like active wear, not active wear actually, but like the same kind of loose fitting stuff. Whereas if you rocked up wearing hiking shoes and people would still look at you weird, even though you're like, oh, it's functional. Just like you guys, there's a lot of hills at the airport. Go fuck yourself. What am I talking about? Why am I talking about airports now? (laughs) I'm excited for Perth, man. Fuck. I couldn't find Australian afternoon tea at the, at the, at Coles, what have they done with it? They were little ones, but I wanted a big one anyway. Um, I'm really excited for my run in Perth, man. I don't know if anyone's listening from Perth, but uh, I start on the 18th. My first weekend is the 18th and the 20th of January. Uh, that's Friday and Sunday, and then the second week is uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Sunday, and then after that, it's Wednesday through Sunday for the next two weeks. So I've got 16 shows in all, 10, 16 shows in all, uh, four weekends. 8.30 every show at the Belgian Beer Cafe in Perth. Um, I've started having like a few interviews and stuff for it, which was cool. My goal going into this was <clears throat> to... Um, my goal going into this run was to get at least one bit of press before like leading into the run. And so far I've had one interview come out. I did another one yesterday that should be out in the next couple of days. Um, that's been with, what's that with the fourth wall and winning at failing to blogs. And then I've been talking to a guy who's like, uh, the content management manager, fucking something, something from express mag, uh, which is a bit bigger and I'm giving them, I've, I've bought their smallest promotional deal. And this guy's like teeing a thing up with me where I'm like a feature over a few weeks where I give like a couple cards each week. Um, like he's he's like picked a few cards at random and I'm gonna go through and and tell him what the story on each of those cards is I'm super excited for that man I'm very excited for that to come out and uh, I think when I get there I'm gonna link up with their like uh, fucking video dude and film a few things to camera so they can go out for that side as well so I've kind of achieved the first goal I set for myself now I've just got to sell those tickets I want to have reviewers coming on the 20th if you're in Perth or if you know anyone in Perth I'll reviewers coming on the 20th of january the sunday show 8 30 p.m belgian beer cafe 
please come to that one. If you're listening to this and you're from Perth, fucking hit me up. I'll give you free tickets to that one. Or like if you know anyone from Perth, tell them to hit me up before the 20th and I'll fucking shout you some tickets to that show because I really want to fill it. And that's going to be like, if I can get some good reviews out of that, that's going to kick the rest of the run into gear, man. (sighs) This is like... um, I said last week I've been feeling a little bit down for the last three months and I think that was just because of lack of direction. I didn't feel like I was going anywhere even though I did have these things to shoot for. It still felt like it was the end of 2008. For whatever reason, even though years are so arbitrary, it's still, it feels real, doesn't it? Like, even though it's just like, it's just the end of a year, like who cares? It still feels like, the end of the year is a definite ending and then the start of the next year is like take a breath stop and then start you know and so i think those three months even though i knew i had perth around the corner it didn't feel like it was actually coming like it was in the lead up to it yet because it was just like christmas new year's fuck around stop working for two weeks and now that the new year's here I've like, I've done that breath, I'm moving forwards and I've got Perth to shoot for and this next four months, I've got to build momentum and Perth is the start of that. I'm excited, I'm very excited, I'm excited for where I'm going, I'm excited for the new year, I'm excited to be doing these shows. I've been riffing a bunch on stage lately, I've been like, that's something I've always wanted to do, like, um, I've always... Uh, I've in six years of doing comedy, I think I've said a lot. Like oh, I was just riffing, I was just doing this, but I never actually planned to riff. I always had a fallback in my head to go back to, and that was always my problem. Is I've always said to people like, whenever I riff, I just go for the first thing, and then I get the laugh, and I get out, and I go back to my material. I like run back to the safety of the material that I planned because I know those jokes are going to work or I wanted to try them, or whatever, that's how I planned for the set to go in my head, I never had the balls, or just, I never knew how, or for whatever reason, I never went into a set, actually with no plan, and just let something happen, and stayed in the the unknown moment of like, what's going to happen next, you know, and um, the last week, like what, I've done seven gigs so far this year, or six or seven, I've not had a plan and I've stuck to not having a plan and I'm just like, let me stay in the moment. And the other night actually was the first time that it like really worked. Um, Sunday night at Voltaire, I went on and I was just like fucking around, riffing, talking to someone, got some lady to say yas. I was like, do you ever do a yas? And she was like, I was like, do one now. And she was like, yas. And that was fun. And then there was this guy with like a very distinctive laugh and, uh, I got chatting to him. I was just like, that's a fun laugh. You're here by yourself. He was from uh, he was from near Bristol in the UK and I did that accent because I used to see a girl from there. Um, Aiden, you need to come see me a little bit more, please. <laughs> like farmer thing. I don't think that was very good. You know, Bill Bailey in, um, in Skins. This is a deep reference, but Skins Season 2, one of the first episodes, Bill Bailey plays a like a Cornish accent, farmery kind of guy. All right there, lad. Maybe you can come down my house and we can have a bit of a cider. They love cider out there. We can have a bit of a cider. Um, anyway, so I was like making fun of him for his accent. And uh, I asked him, I was just like, so why are you here by yourself? Like he only came, he, he was like, oh, I came two days ago. And he was leaving like 
on Wednesday. So real quick trip. And I was like, oh, what's up, man? What's the trip? And he's like, do you really want to know? And there were, everyone was just like, oh, what's this? And he goes, uh, I came over to get back with my girlfriend. Um, but unfortunately, she has bipolar disorder. And uh, she freaked out and kicked me out of the house. And uh, it was wild. It was real wild. Um, everyone was just like, oh, like the intensity of like, oh my God, like a real thing is happening. Um, and we kind of got into it a little bit more. I like asked him if it was okay. But I just, I was proud of myself for like staying in it, staying in the moment with this guy and not just like getting one laugh and then going, anyway, here's a bit about a, like a relationship that I had, which I totally could have done. I have that material. It's like all I fucking talk about. But that story, that dude's story is the kind of story that I like. And I think that was almost more, more true to the voice that I want to have as a comedian than if I had just done the jokes that I'd written. Even though those jokes are still me, I think listening to that guy's story and talking about that, it, it excited me more than doing my own material, I reckon. I just, and maybe it wasn't as funny as like, I didn't, I definitely didn't get as many laughs as I could have if I had just done my material, but it was more me. And I think people got a better idea of who I am because I was just reacting to it. And it made me excited. Like <clears throat> maybe this is arrogant or whatever, but I had the thought that like, um, there was one moment where uh, he told the story and, and we had a few laughs and then I went back in and I was like, so how do you feel? Like, are you okay? And I heard people in the crowd go like, whoa, like, why are you asking me how he feels? He clearly feels bad. He's clearly sad. But and I think like you hear about comedians riffing with audience members and saying the wrong thing and everyone gets scared and the comedian gets scared and maybe I would get scared in different situations with different information or like if someone had died or whatever but for me in that it excited me that it excited me that something bad had happened in his life and that he was sharing it with us you know I don't know maybe that comes from the same place as when I like uh, my friend Rosie got real mad at me um this is a few years ago, we were living together in London and uh, she told me that back in Adelaide, like a, uh, like a friend, it was like her friend's brother's friend had died in a car crash, something like that. Like someone quite removed from her, but she saw it on Facebook and she was real sad and she told me, she was like, oh, this guy died. And my reaction was like, oh, that's fucking brutal. Like I laughed. And it wasn't a laugh of like sucked in. It was a laugh of like, oh my God, that's crazy. That sucks. But it's still somehow there was like an excitement in the set. I don't fucking know. I've thought about that so often and tried to make jokes out of it. And I don't know why I laughed other than like, maybe it's uncomfortable. Maybe that's, I'm trying to laugh to mask the discomfort and I don't want to sit in the moment of discomfort. But for whatever reason, I laughed and she got angry at me because she was like, it's not funny. And I was like, I know it's not funny. It's very serious, but that's why I laughed. Whatever. But maybe that kind of reaction is the same reason why I was excited, not scared when that dude told me that his girlfriend had freaked out because she has bipolar and kicked him out of the house after he came halfway across the world to fucking see her. <laughs> oh, that was brutal. <laughs> <laughs> I 
and it's just like i don't know man everyone has bad things like that it's good that you're here like the fact that he was there at comedy was just like you're gonna be fine you're gonna be able to laugh at this later so fuck it let's just try and laugh at it now you know because it fucking sucks that's all you can say is if you're coming across the world to see that sucks man that's a bummer (laughs) That's such an expensive flight. He just wasted all of that money. And he was like, when I asked him that, he was like, oh, I went out last night with some mates and got on the gear. And I was like, yeah, sick. So you... (laughs) It basically means he travelled... He travelled from fucking the UK to Australia to have bad drugs. He could have got better drugs in the UK. (laughs) The drugs aren't even better here. He just came came to do an all-nighter in Melbourne. And I was like, well, I'm sad. And now I guess I'll go home. (laughs) <laughs> would have cost him so much money good I think I might put that I think I might put the recording of that gig at the end of this thing I would, I've been thinking the whole time that's very narcissistic but you know what this is my fucking podcast and I think already that's an early contender for my favourite gig of the year just because it felt like a breakthrough you know <sighs> Let's do some music. I just uh, I just heard this song, man, on my run. Um, I uh, what was it the other day? Blake was listening to some song, and the, it was like a fucking rap tune, like all of his fucking stupid music is. And um, blah, uh, it reminded me it had like the same synth line as uh, as the song "Chamber of Reflection" by Mac DeMarco. Um, which is not the song for this week, but it is a lovely song. Go and listen to it. Um, but I've been, I, I've like listened to that song and I was like, oh, good song. So I put on like that song radio and then I just went for a run now and I listened to that song radio and this song came up. It's called Tommy's Party by Peach Pit. Um, it's like, it, it has a very washed out sound. Oh, what was, I looked them up on Wikipedia. Let's get them to describe what they are rather than me because all of my fucking descriptions of music just sound the same after a while (laughs) i really am very bad at describing things i think it's just really airy open it's just like that's what i said about a house track two months ago do you know what i mean why can't i fucking put my thoughts into words um peach pit is an indie pop band from vancouver british columbia canada the band is led by Neil Smith, guitarist Christopher Vandercoy, bassist Peter Wilton, and drummer Mikey Pascuzzi. The group... Pascuzzi? Pascu- Don't be such a fucking Pascuzzi! The group melds teen angst with bummer summer vibes. <laughs> it's actually really good, yeah? And quickly developed a dedicated local fan base through their energetic live shows. So... Oh, that's another one. Blah, 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 blah. The band described their music as chewed bubblegum pop. I like that. It definitely has a, like, parties over vibe to it, you know? Like, um, maybe the music that the band puts on after they finish their set. <clears throat> or just, yeah, very bu- bummer summer. They're all great words. Because it is still summer, but it's like sunset, orange sky, beach, a few beers... Nothing really exciting is happening, but you're still having a pleasant time. Um, and the song, is it's the last track on their album as well, which I guess is the epitome of that vibe. And uh, I guess it's about <clears throat> whoever the protagonist is, whoever's singing, the guy going to a party and talking about his... I can't tell whether it's a friend or an ex-lover. 
someone who we used to be very close to and he's like looking on from a distance because he didn't get to talk to this guy at the party. He rocked up and the last word of uh, at least the first two or maybe all three verses is just like I used to, you know? So it's like they used to be very close or maybe they used to be lovers. I think they used to be lovers because I think in the last verse he says when we used to lay. Um, but he goes to this party and he's seeing the guy and the girl who he's brought with and uh, even in the first verse, I reckon, he talks about how it's like she seemed really trash like you were and uh she was keeping up with you just like i used to i really i was even i was running and i was thinking about just how far i had to go on my second lap and then that song came on and i got really lost in the song and when it finished i was like you know fucking 500 meters away from finishing the thing it was a great song and i wasn't sure what song i was gonna play or what, I, what song I was going to recommend this week, and then that, I was I guess I was kind of looking for it, but also that one really swept me away, and I realized I listened to their album while I was cooking breakfast just now, and um, I'd listened to a bunch of other of their tracks, like their self-titled track, Peach Pit, very fun, um, and I was like, oh yeah, this is a band that I guess I've been meaning to listen to in a while, and this is the first time that I've, you know, when something's going on in your periphery, and then you finally, finally turn your head to look directly at it, this, that was this moment, I was like, okay, Peach Pit, that's a band that I like now. So fuck with them, man, real good. Uh, I reckon i got time for one more story. What's a story? Oh, this is very silly. Um, <clears throat> Blake bought home, some, I don't know if this is even a story, but Blake bought home some VR goggles um, that, like, I guess his sister got her ex-boyfriend, but they broke up and... So now we have some VR goggles. But the term VR goggles is really thrown around very loosely. And uh, what this basically is, is a big, like, kind of plastic thing that you strap to your head. And then there's like a, you like, you like fucking put, there's like a clip in it. And you clip your phone into it so that it's facing you. And then there's two little bits in front of your eyes that are like lenses, I guess. And there are certain videos on YouTube and, dare I say it, Pornhub <laughs> that, um, that uh, are like two, rather than one screen covering your whole phone, there's like two bits, one for each eye. And you're supposed to get those lenses to focus on the eyes. And then it feels like you're watching one image. And um, boy, did I give it a crack on Pornhub, but it does not work. It just felt like there were like two ladies like above my head going like, ooh, what is this? <laughs> and I'm just like, this is it. <laughs> I just, I feel like I'm fucking waking up from a coma. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like someone, like a, like a nurse has like, you know, been uh, sexually assaulting patients who are in comas while they sleep. <laughs> and I'm waking up and I'm like, it just still paralyzed. Like I can't interact, but I'm like, oh no. <laughs> I've just unsco- I've just uncovered the dark truth about this haunted hospital or whatever. Um, yeah, the VR goggles, very weird experience, but I guess that's the future, man. That's what we've been waiting for. This is the first step. Also, my phone kept falling out, and it kept the clip was like touching my volume button, so it kept changing the volume. And um, <laughs> I 
can't believe I tried to do that. <laughs> After like three minutes, I was like, this is not nor will it ever work. And I just used the thing as a little prop <laughs> to hold my phone up, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> like I just watched my phone normally. I just used the little clip as like, well, I guess this is better than propping it up against my blanket. Uh, um, the technology still has a ways to go, but it's good that people are trying. And that's the podcast for this week. That's it, man. That's all I want to talk about. Thank you guys so much for listening this week. Uh, send this to some people in Perth. If you know anyone in Perth, fucking tell them about this episode and tell them about my show. Opening 18th of January, media night the 20th of January. Um, that's it. This has been Aiden Taco Jones sitting under a tree. Peace. Yas, yas, baby. Who was that yas? Who was fucking with a bit of yas over here? Was that you, the shyest hand up ever? And then you went, oh no. Was that you on the yas? Be, you should be ashamed of that shit, should you? Do you ever let out a bit of a yas? No. Oh, fucking do one, do one now. Do one now while no one's looking. <laughs> she did it, that was fucking awesome <laughs> You have the best laugh ever man, I love your laugh Are you running solo tonight? I am indeed That's fucking sick and you got the confidence to still laugh like a maniac I love that <laughs> <laughs> Just so you're like, give me, you're like a friend beacon Isn't it like on some level, right? I show that I've been there. I've met his people before. They're gross, aren't they? I, I used to date a girl from Bristol. Actually, I lived in London for a couple of years and I dated this girl from Bristol. She was like, Aiden, you need to come out and see me a little bit more. <laughs> and I was like, no, thank you. That is far away from London. Go fuck yourself. She's the personal trainer now. She's doing very well. <laughs> How long have you been over here, man? Two days? What? Yeah. Oh, that's why you got no mates. He fucking knew. Oh, no. It's complicated. <laughs> 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 that is terrifying, isn't it? <laughs> giving him an out. Like, no, you got no mates here because you're new to the country. Like, well, actually, uh, there are a lot of issues. With the, In fact, that's the reason I managed. <laughs> that laugh, a lot more sinister now, isn't it? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, I'm leaving on Wednesday. So. Oh, what are you here for so quick? Uh, <laughs> yeah, someone can fucking maps. Look at her go. <laughs> One, two, three. Do you really want to know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Imagine if I was like, no, nah, I'll leave it. All right, I <laughs> spent fucking two years talking to you and I don't want to know any information. No, why? Um, I came here to get back together with my girlfriend, but unfortunately she suffers from bipolar and she had a complete spack out and kicked me out of the house. And so I um, am now on holiday. Oh my god. <laughs> I, do you guys love that story? I fucking love that story. I mean, it's awful. Like, I'm so sorry, man. It's such a bummer. And that's why you're here at comedy. Yes. To try and fucking feel happy. Is it working? <laughs>
Yeah. Give this guy a round of applause, man. That's an amazing story. Fuck yeah. So, when, uh, so did you plan to come for three days, or was it like you were going to come indefinitely and no, then... No, I was going for a week just to see her. Oh, it wasn't three days. She was wrong, the mass lady. <laughs> <laughs> I just took your word as gospel. I didn't even listen to the days. It was a week. But... Okay, yeah, so you were just coming for a week to get back together with her, and then what, was there a fight, like, oh, do you want to talk about this, by the way? <laughs> if, if, you were, if you were interested in oh, I'm so in interested, trying. is everyone else interested? Yeah! Sick! <laughs> Let's delve into this random man's love life, and see if anyone cries. <laughs> what was the fight? Uh, there wasn't really a fight. Yeah. Um, well, she's got mental health issues. Yeah, and, um, it's uh, a difficult situation. How long were you together before, like before? Well, like three and a half years, I don't know. Oh, wow, that's wild. How do you feel now? Are you like, <laughs> 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 is it going to be okay or is, it, is that it? It's well, over. To tell you the truth, last night I went out to some old friends to Melbourne, did loads of gear and had a fucking go. Friends like a year and a half ago, and we had an amazing summer. It's actually why I got this tattoo. And uh, I came back to Australia, and then I went over there to see her again. And the first day that I got there, I was there for a month. I was doing gigs. It was fucking winter. And uh, <laughs> I went over there on the first day. It was just like, nah, this is no good. So I was just in Europe for a month alone. So I feel you, dude. And I'm jealous that you have money to buy drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, I don't think I really want to talk about anything else because that was fantastic. <laughs> Thank you guys very much. Have a nice night. Hey, it's Taco Jones. Hey, which glasses look better on me? Oh, what's this? Zenny's 3D virtual try-on. Pretty cool, right? Hmm, uh, I don't know about the purple cat eyes. I think they're fun. What about these tortoiseshell glasses? Or these rimless sunglasses? Oh, what about these clear frames? Wait, are those prices real? Do they have glasses for men? Yep, they also have affordable blue light glasses. Seriously? At those prices? Get them all. I like where this is going. Zenni.com. Quality prescription glasses starting at 695